the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You know, we, we can call on God from the lowest pit, and God will hear us. And it doesn't matter how long we've been in that pit or how deep that pit is that we're in. It doesn't matter how we got into that pit. Maybe we got ourselves into the pit. Maybe we dug this pit in our lives by our bad decisions. Or maybe someone else's actions put us into a deep pit. Do you ever feel like Daniel in the lion's den, surrounded by destructive forces that could tear you apart? Does it do any good in that moment to get angry or frustrated over who you put there? Whether you fell in on your own or some wicked person caused it, it doesn't really matter in that moment. As Pastor Dan will encourage us in today's message, when you find yourself down in that place of fear and doubt, that is the moment to lean into your Father and trust Him to bring you out safely. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Lamentations chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. A few years back, uh, we were studying through the book of Proverbs together as a church, and so many of the Proverbs were written by Solomon to his young son, as his young son was entering into adulthood. And as we were studying through Proverbs, there were so many occasions where I found myself saying, I wish somebody would have taught me this when I was 14 or 15 or 16 years old. I wish I would have known these things. Back then, it would have kept me out of so much trouble and so much pain. And, and so he, he says here, hey, it's, it's good for a man to, to bear this yoke in his youth, to have this yoke put upon him that, that trains him and disciplines him in the ways of God. Now watch what he says in verse 28. Let him sit alone and keep silent Because God has laid it on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Verse verse 28 is such a good verse for us right now. Use this time to sit alone and be silent before God. Just as Jeremiah says here. I, I believe God will use this time to do a work in each of our lives, in our marriages, in our families. There's never been a time like this in our lifetime. There may never be another time like this where this yoke has been put on all of us, where we have to be home and we have to be still. 
Don't fight against it. Press into it. Go with it. And allow the Lord to do a work in this time, in this season. You may never ever have a season like this again. Allow the Lord to do His work. Sit alone. Be silent before Him. Verses 29 and 30 here are are a description of someone showing humility. Someone showing humility. Again, you know, put his mouth in the dust. This is a person who who is bowed down. Someone who has humbled himself. The Bible says, humble yourself. Submit to God. You know, we, sh- we should you know, just humble ourselves before God. Submit to what he's trying to do in our lives. You know, in the book of James chapter 4 verse 10, it says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and, and he will lift us up. And I believe God is trying to do something. God has put this yoke upon us. He's forced us all to, to, to be quiet, to be still. He's humbled all of us. Allow Him to do His work. Now look at verse 31, such a hopeful verse. For the Lord will not cast off forever. It's a wonderful reminder here. The troubles we are facing in the world right now are temporary. There will be an end to them. Psalm 30 tells us, though weeping may endure for the night, joy comes in the morning. The morning will come. The dark night will pass. The dawn will break. The morning will come. And all of this will be over. Though He causes grief, verse 32, yet He will show compassion according to the multitude of His mercies. He did not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men to crush under one's feet all the prisoners of the earth to turn aside the justice to a man before the face of the Most High or subvert a man and his cause. The Lord does not approve. God does not approve of injustice. Uh, he or Who is he? Now look at verse 37. Who is he who speaks and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? Verse 37 reminds us that that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Even in the midst of calamity, even in the midst of suffering, God is still in control. God is on His throne, ruling. Only what God commands happens because He's sovereign. In verse 38, Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that woe and well-being Proceed, God God can command woe, and He can command well-being. God can command this pandemic to stop. That's why we're praying. That's why we're seeking the Lord. That's why we're asking for mercy. Because He's sovereign, and He can speak a word and cause this pandemic to to go down. Why should a living man complain, a man for the punishment of his sins, Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Now, now some people have asked, some people have asked the question, is the coronavirus the judgment of God? And I don't know if it is or if it isn't. But I do know this. 
Here's what we should do. Verse 40. We should examine our ways. This is a good time for us to just take a personal spiritual inventory of ourselves. Let us search out and examine our ways. David writes in the psalm, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. David invites God to search him, to search his heart, search his life. And he asks God, show me if there's any wicked way in me. Reveal it to me. We, we should examine our ways. We should ask God to search us. And if there is anything ungodly, if there is anything that is not pleasing to the Lord, we should turn from it. We should repent of it and turn back to God. Look at verse 41. He, he goes on. He says, let us lift our hearts and our hands to God in heaven. That, that's a description of surrendering to God. Verse 42, we have transgressed and rebelled. You have not pardoned. That's confession. So we should examine our lives. We should repent of things that are not pleasing to God. We should turn back to God. We should make a renewed surrender, a renewed commitment to God. We should confess our sins. We should ask God to forgive us of our sins when when we realize those sins in our lives. The Bible says if we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us. Of all of our unrighteousness. And what Jeremiah prescribes here. Is very similar to what God instructed his people to do. In 2 Chronicles 7.14. A a verse that many Christians are, are quoting these days. It says if my people who are called by my name. Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And our land needs, needs healing right now. Our nation, the world needs healing. And, and in that verse in 2 Chronicles 7.14, God says, if, if, if my people, if God's people, not the, not the non-believers, He's not talking to non-believers, He's talking to believers, if my people if we humble ourselves, if we pray, if we seek his face, if we turn from our wicked ways, God's promise is he will hear our prayers, he will forgive our sins, and he will heal our land. You know, there are many, many people right now that are praying for revival, that are praying for spiritual renewal in our nation as a result of this pandemic. And Revival, spiritual renewal, it it begins with the people of God. It always begins with with believers. It begins with within the church, among believers, and and it goes out from there. And and this is this is what it looks like, just as what Jeremiah is describing here, this idea of of uh, examining our lives and repenting of things that are not pleasing to God and turning back to God and renewing our commitment to God and confessing our sins to Him. That's a spiritual revival. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're asking for. And it begins with God's people doing that. Mm -hmm. 
We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Jeremiah here, he, he says this because his nation is under God's discipline for their sin. That, that's why they needed to take these steps. In verse 43, he goes on to say, you have covered yourself with anger. God's, God's anger against that nation, against Judah. And pursued us. You have slain and not pitied. You have covered yourself with a cloud that prayer should not pass through. Our sin separates us from God so that he does not hear our prayer. He's listening for the prayer of repentance. He's listening for the prayer of confession. You have made us an offscouring and refuse in the midst of the peoples. All of our enemies have opened their mouth against us. Fear and a snare have come upon us. Desolation and destruction. My eyes, verse 48, my eyes flow and do not cease without interruption. Now now we begin here again to see Jeremiah's heart for his nation and for his people as he sees the destruction that has come upon his nation. His eyes flow and do not cease without interruption. He's weeping for his nation. Till the Lord from heaven looks down and sees my eyes bring suffering to my soul because of all the daughters of my city. He he sees uh, the destruction of the nation brought on by the rebellion of the people. And and he's he's weeping over the nation because of what is happening to his, his people. My enemies without cause hunted me down like a bird. Speaking of those who were against Jeremiah, if, if you were with us in our study of the book of Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah's ministry lasted more than 40 years. God called him to preach to the people of Jerusalem and to call them back to God, to turn back to God and turn away from their, their wickedness. And the people didn't like Jeremiah because of that. They didn't like him because of his message, because he was telling them the truth of God. And they they turned against him for speaking the truth to the nation. Uh, He says in verse 53, they they silenced my life in the pit and threw stones at me. The waters flowed over my head. I, I said I am cut off again in the book of Jeremiah. We saw that Jeremiah was put in prison for preaching. There were plots to kill him uh, because he was warning the nation that God would judge them if they didn't repent of their sins. So he's put into the pit. Verse 55, look what it says. I called on your name, O Lord. 
from the lowest pit. And you have heard my voice. Do not hide your ear from my sighing, from my cry for help. You drew near on the day I called on you and you said to me, do not fear. You know, we we can call on God from the lowest pit and God will hear us. And it doesn't matter how long we've been in that pit or how deep that pit is that we're in. It doesn't matter how we got into that pit. Maybe we got ourselves into the pit. Maybe we dug this pit in our lives by our bad decisions. Or maybe someone else's actions put us into a deep pit. Or you think about the story of Joseph in the Old Testament and Joseph's brothers literally threw him down into a, a pit. Joseph was in a pit because of the actions of his family members. Or maybe the actions of your family members have put you in a pit. It doesn't really matter how you got into that pit that you're in or how deep that pit is or how long you've been stuck in that pit. It says if we call to God, he will answer us. He will hear, he will answer us, and he will rescue us and take us out of the pit and lift us out of the pit, the Bible says, and put our feet on solid ground upon the rock, Jesus Christ. God God says, call to me and I will answer you. He promises that he will. Call to me and I will answer you. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jeremiah says to God, you drew near on the day that I called you and you said to me, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If you're afraid, call upon God. If you draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. And He'll comfort you. You know, in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter. Jesus said He's not going to leave us as orphans in this world to, to try to make it through this life on our own. That He will send His Holy Spirit to us, to dwell in us, and to be a comforter to us. So just call on Him. Call on Him, wherever you are. If you're afraid, call upon God. If you're anxious, the Bible says, cast your anxieties upon Him. And He will take them from you. Call upon Him. Psalm 145 says, The Lord is near to all who call upon Him. And that brings us to verse 58. Look what he says here in verse 58. Oh Lord, you have pleaded the case for my soul. You have redeemed my life. You know, Jesus has pleaded the case for our soul. He took up our cause for us. Uh, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, it says that Jesus Christ is our advocate who pleads our case with the Father. And He has redeemed our life back from death. He's redeemed our life through His shed blood on the cross, dying in our place for our sins. Again in verse 58, O Lord, You have pleaded the case for my soul. You have redeemed my life. O Lord, You have seen how I am wronged. Judge my case. 
You have seen all their vengeance, all their schemes against me. You have heard their reproach, O Lord, all their schemes against me, the lips of my enemies and their whispering against me all the day. Look at their sitting down and their rising up. I am their taunting song. You know, we're reminded here that the Lord sees everything. He sees everything that happens to us. He sees he sees when we're wronged. He sees when people scheme against us. He, he sees when, when, when people come against us. And like Jeremiah here, we, we shouldn't take matters into our own hands. We should take it before the Lord in prayer. Instead of seeking vengeance on our own, we should take it to the Lord in prayer. Jeremiah says in verse 64, Repay them, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. Give them a veiled heart, your curse be upon them, and your anger pursue and destroy them from under the heavens of the Lord. And Jeremiah gives a pretty honest prayer here at the end, right? Your curse be upon them. You know, pursue and destroy them. You know, the Apostle Paul says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. You know, when someone does us wrong, don't take revenge. You know, pour it out before God. Bring it to the Lord and and prayer. Don't try to get even with that person. Pour it out to God. Take it to him and leave it in his hands. And, And we see here with Jeremiah, who was a righteous man, it's okay to be honest And have honest feelings with God. It's okay to to really express how we feel and what our desire is. Now, God is going to do what is in accordance with his will. He's he's not going to just do whatever we ask him to do. So you you may have a prayer like Jeremiah's prayer here. You know, your curse be upon them. Pursue and destroy them. Uh, and, and, and God's going to do what's in accordance with his will. But it's okay. It's okay for you to have real emotions and raw feelings that you share with the Lord. He, he knows the thoughts and intents of our heart anyway. So if we, if we come before him in prayer and we try to, we, we try to put on a, some kind of phony facade with him and sugarcoat how we really feel, he knows how we really feel. And so it's okay to share those feelings with him. Honest prayers with him. Instead of taking it into our own hands and trying to get even. Doing it ourselves, which isn't always easy to do. It isn't always easy to just say nothing and to not defend yourself or or not strike back at at the person. But we want to take it to the Lord in prayer. We want to leave it with him and allow God to fight for us and allow God to defend us. I don't know about you, but I have found that when I take matters into my own hands, quite often I make matters worse. But if we leave it with the Lord, He's better at handling things than we are. <laughs> and let the Lord defend you. Let, let, let the Lord deal with that person. You pray, you leave it with Him, and allow the Lord to deal with them. Me how I know, and I say, bring 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan. Thanks for joining us as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the Book of Lamentations. During the time Lamentations was written, Jerusalem was being destroyed. But in the midst of Jerusalem's destruction, there was still the hope of God. When life around you seems to be falling apart, do you place your hope in the Lord? If you'd like to hear more teachings like this one from Pastor Dan, visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, feel free to share any prayer requests, and we'd be happy to pray with and for you. We truly hope today's message has been a blessing to you. That's all for now. Tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse through the Book of Lamentations, right here on Ring of Truth. It's true.